Kyle Larson showed up for one Lucas show this weekend, won it, and then crashed. We'll talk about that, plus a stunning classic win for Brock Hallett and commenters who try and come at me. Let's go. It's Monday, January 30th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. There's some folks out there in my audience that just absolutely kill me. My show last Thursday was about the struggles that we've seen to start 2023 for Rocket Chassis, and I've had a few interesting comments since then. It's like some of you think that I'm rooting for Rocket to be bad, when in reality, I was just pointing out facts and stats and how it's been to start the year. For example, William made sure to uh, come at me yesterday about a couple of top five finishes for Hudson O'Neill at Golden Isles following that show, and asked me how my shoe tasted, like I had put my foot in my mouth. Uh, like, he somehow thought that he had gotten me or that I was proven wrong because O'Neill had a few respectable finishes. But as I pointed out, apparently he wasn't paying attention to the fact that Longhorn locked out the top four positions all three nights at Golden Isles and were the winning chassis manufacturer again on Monday at Bubba Raceway Park. Yes, O'Neill did have two top fives and probably should have had three at Golden Isles had he not tangled with Jonathan Davenport. But they're just not in serious contention right now for victories. They continue to be without a win in 2023. And that's notable here because of how much success we've seen from both the Rocket house car and those running Rocket chassis in the past. Max Blair ended up second last night to Ricky Thornton Jr. And that's the highest finish we've seen from a Rocket between six nights at Vado, two at Volusia, three at Golden Isles, and now one at Bubba. And I did not have Max Blair having the best Rocket finish through 12 nights on my 2023 bingo card. And I guess none of you did either. So yes, definitely some better runs for Rocket, but also still some work to do to try and get up there with Longhorn. The Friday show at Brunswick was a great race out front between Brandon Overton, Ricky Thornton Jr., and Kyle Larson. Larson ended up nipping RTJ late for the win. Young Money did not race Thursday and was only in action Friday because he had a Hendrick celebration to then go to on Saturday. So one race, one win. Afterwards, though, following the droop check and the scales, Larson ended up crashing the Rumbly 6, trying to celebrate. He hit the turn three wall, basically knocked the nose off of it. Uh, in his Victory Lane interview, he said, quote, I'm an idiot and mentioned that it was probably his most embarrassing moment driving a race car. He also apologized to Kevin Rumley. I'm sure, though, that the $12,000 check that he bagged uh, should cover the cost of the repairs uh, that Kevin has to make now to that car. The Saturday feature had a similar outcome for Ricky Thornton Jr. as he again led a significant amount of laps, but was beaten late for the victory. This time it was Brandon Overton who rolled the high side at a four on the final lap and beat RTJ for the $25,000 in a drag race. So two of three at Golden Isles for Overton, which included the Thursday win, which we talked about last week. Uh, but RTJ did have three straight podiums over the weekend. And last night at Bubba, the feature was marred by a lengthy red flag after safety crews had to clean up an incident involving Tyler Bruning, Tim McCready, and Dennis Herb Jr., where Herb's car actually ended up on top of McCready's. All three drivers ended up finishing pretty far down the order. Devin Moran took control of the race early from RTJ, but on a lap 14 restart, Moran slipped up the track uh, with an apparent issue, and then that handed the lead back to Thornton. The 20RT, though, this time survived the final few laps to get the win, even with a tire going flat. Uh, after being so close the previous couple of nights. Like I said earlier, Blair, uh, Max Blair ended up second with Ash and Winger third. 
With one more night to go at Bubba Raceway Park, which is tonight, Overton and RTJ topped the Lucas point standings with a fairly sizable gap back to O'Neill in third. Definitely some work to do for guys like Tim McCready, Devin Moran, Jonathan Davenport, and Tyler Erb, who all find themselves pretty far down the order at this point. And on the list of declared full-timers, we talked about Kyle Bronson, Tanner English, and Jordan Kohler being declared with both national tours. And other drivers who used provisionals over the weekend uh, who haven't been talked about officially as full Lucas members include Jimmy Owens and Logan Robertson. And them using provisionals seems to point to the fact that they're probably signed up as full-timers. So that means we're near 20 declared, something 18, 19 declared with Lucas. Uh, and then we've got some crossover with the 23 or 24 outlaw drivers. You can watch uh, night two of Lucas at Bubba tonight on Flow Racing. Uh, should be some good racing. It was a good racing last night, so uh, check that out if you want to check out a little racing on a Monday. Down under over the weekend, the Grand Annual Sprint Car Classic at Premier Speedway wrapped up, and it was a local stealing the $50,000 crown jewel from one of this country's best on the last lap. Sheldon Hoddenshield was in control over the final few circuits, but he slipped up in turn three on the white flag lap, which allowed Brock Hallett to rip the high side and beat Sheldon back to the checkered. Huge win for Hallett and a nice mix of kind of half locals, half American invaders, kind of in that top 10 or 12. Behind Hallett and Sheldon, Lachlan McHugh was third, Jock Goodyear fourth, and James McFadden was fifth. Tate Frost, Corey Eliason, Kerry Madsen, Aaron Reitzel, and Jamie Veal completed the rest of that top 10. There was a strange situation after the night's B-Main. And if you were kind of paying attention uh, or, you know, on social media, you saw a few folks talking about this. And it was a rule I didn't even know was a thing. Coming to the checkered, Grant Anderson broke the rear end in his car, but was able to coast to the line and grab the final transfer spot. But in the process, because he was going so slow, he collected two cars racing full speed, including Cam Waters, who went for a tumble. Afterwards, officials DQ'd Anderson for being the, quote, primary cause for the incident and gave the final feature transfer to Waters. Definitely not what you want to see at an event like that, and I think officials need to reevaluate that rule and how it's enforced. Hat tip, though, to Waters' crew for getting that car put back together in such a short amount of time and having it ready for the main event. Later this week, a lot of those American drivers will be back uh, here in the States uh, racing uh, with the All-Stars at the season opener down at Sonoya. And just one side note here, we have talked a few times about the status of Tyler Courtney and whether he's going outlaw or All-Star racing this year. Uh, initially, all signs were pointing to a rookie outlaw run, but lately it sounded like a third all-star run is probably more likely. He was interviewed over the weekend and said he doesn't even know what the plan is right now. Obviously, I'm not sure that I believe him, uh, but I'm sure that we'll see the uh, 7BC class of Marshall machine uh, in Georgia and Florida start the year. But we might have to wait for a while after that until any sort of public announcement or a decision is truly made about what series he's going to run this season. At Volusia on Friday and Saturday, we had two pretty solid USCS 360 sprint car shows. Ryan Timms absolutely dominated the Friday feature. He lapped up to eighth place and topped Dylan Westbrook and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. for the win. And Saturday night was all about Tyler Clem. Davey Franick tried a late move after a restart, but Clem was too strong. Franick and Stenhouse joined Clem on that Saturday podium. It's a shame the USCS doesn't do a better job promoting their series because they're basically the top group when it comes to sprint car racing in the Southeast. But we basically got two tweets from the weekend from their official account. The website is still not updated with post-race reports. Uh, there are a few more updates over on their Facebook pay, uh, page, but if it wasn't for Dervision in this race being at Volusia, we probably would have known and heard a whole lot less about it. Definitely a shame. Uh, one event note for you today, this weekend's Short Track Super Series event at Lakeview Motor Speedway in South Carolina has been axed. The facility is already wet and more rain is expected this week, so no racing. 
series will try again next week at Alltech Raceway in Florida. And looking at the streaming schedule today, four shows on it that includes Lucas at Bubba and Flow 24-7 on Flow Racing and the iRacing World of Outlaws and Dirt Vision now on Dirt Vision. Tonight is the finale for the iRacing World of Outlaws Sprint Car uh, Championship. Uh, the battle is coming down to tonight uh, at Charlotte, so you can watch that one live tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, to see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. All right, that's it for the show today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be right back here tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.